Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Passion for the Pastime podcast. I'm your host, Walter Icabraceta, and happy opening day. Yes, we all finally made it. March was too long, but... We did. Uh, we were saved by the WBC because that was a phenomenal tournament uh, during spring training. But we are done. We are here. It is March 30th, the day that we all circled on our calendars when we found out when opening day was back in December. We know it is opening day. The, the holiday in and of itself, everyone should be required to take a day off. And get out to the ballpark near you. Happy opening day, everyone. The regular season is finally here. March 30th, the end of March. That means regular season is underway. So we're going to be speaking with, on this episode of the podcast, I'm so excited uh, to finally be talking about regular season baseball. I mean, we're always speculating in in spring and in the offseason, but now we get to actually talk about games unfolding, storylines unfolding right before our very eyes, and we start at the Coliseum. We're going to be speaking with Martin Gallegos, the Oakland Athletics beat writer for MLB.com, and you ask yourself, well, why why are we going to talk about, about the Oakland A's? Why are we going to go to the Coliseum? Well, if you look, at who the starting pitcher is for the Los Angeles Angels, who we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks with the WBC, with Team Japan, on the bump for opening night in Oakland under the lights at the Coliseum is the great Shohei Otani. So we are definitely going to get the thoughts of Martin Gallegos on the A's. We're going to talk about the WBC because he was at uh, Team USA versus Mexico. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the A's, but we're definitely going to dive into Shohei Otani and what makes him so unique and so highly sought after as he enters into the final year of his contract with the the Angels. So we're definitely going to do that. We have to talk about Otani on opening night. Uh, and I will be out there. I'm going to talk to Martin. I'm going to ask him what I should be expecting when I get out to the ballpark at the Coliseum. I can't believe I'm saying it. I am excited to head out to the Oakland Coliseum, but not for the A's, for Shohei Otani. So we're going to do that on the other side. We'll be speaking with Martin Gallegos of the Oakland Athletics, beat writer for MLB.com. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. I'm your host, Walter Icavalceta, and we begin the 2023 season. It's opening day, by the way. Happy opening day to everybody. We begin the 2023 season with one of the high-profile matchups. Uh, with Shohei Otani making an appearance at the Oakland Coliseum for opening night. And we are going to be speaking with Martin Gallegos, beat writer of the Oakland Athletics for MLB.com. And he has the pleasure of covering the worldwide superstar in Shohei Otani for this opening night, for this opening series. 
uh, as he gets the nod for opening night. So everybody buzzing from the WBC. So naturally, this is where we're going to start the season at the Coliseum. Martin, welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? Hey, Walter, I'm good. It's good to be back. Good to see, uh, you know, baseball season back underway. I know uh, a lot of a lot of fans have been looking forward to this, so excited to get this thing going again. Yeah, man, we're just waiting for uh, the 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 games that mean something, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, uh, definitely excited to have you back onto the show. I bring that up, the 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 meaningless games or whatever, because everyone was talking about the WBC. You were in the WBC. You were able to go to, I think it was the USA uh, Mexico game. How was that? Before we get into all the Otani and and A's talk, how was that in, environment, man? That was awesome. It was like a party in there. It was, it was different. I tell everybody it's different than a, than any, you know, MLB game that you'll ever go to. I mean, even if it's like you're talking playoffs, it's, it's just different. Uh, you know, the Mexico fans were into it. It was uh, a lot of USA fans, but I think Mexico fans definitely outnumbered them probably, I don't know, 60, 40, something like oh, that. It, it was, it was definitely. heavy Mexican fans. <laughs> and, um, you know, they got out to that big lead early and it was just a big party in there. And uh, I just went with a buddy of mine. We just kind of snagged tickets last minute. You know, I wasn't even planning on going, but we ended up going in, into uh, Chase Field and um, just the passion uh, that the fans showed. It, it was it was nuts, and it was really cool to see. Um, you know, me being Mexican, I was obviously biased towards the Mexican team. I was hoping they could go all the way, but that run they went on is pretty impressive, man. So um, just to see see the the magical run they went on, and I think you know overall, just this whole tournament um, was good, definitely good for baseball, good for the game, and it's cool to see you know. From where it started, I remember the first World Baseball Classic to now, it's just completely different, you know, the vibes. You know, people want to play in it now. The the, the big names are playing in it. Um, they're getting TV time, like, on Fox and Fox Sports 1. So mm-hmm. um, it's turning more and more into, like, you know, the World Cup of soccer, which is which is what uh, I think the ultimate goal here is to get at least close to that popularity. I don't know if you could ever reach that height, but uh, if you get closer and closer to, um, you know, the global appeal uh, to the tournament, I think – um, that's the goal, you know, because there's so many uh, international players in this game and MLB that are, you know, kind of coming up in the game and, and are kind of next in line to, to be the next generation uh, for, for you know, years to come. So um, it, it was a great, great tournament overall, and it couldn't have worked out any better with, you know, Tani and Trout facing off. It was just like a storybook. Oh man, that that was like the best moment of the of the tournament. There were so many good moments uh, in the WBC. I'm locked in. I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan, as you know. Uh, doing this podcast, passion for the pastime, gotta love the game of baseball to have a, a podcast name like that. But uh, but yeah, WBC man, I, I'm all locked in on that. I loved it. Uh, I wasn't able to make it out to the final, which was uh, Dominican and Puerto Rico when it was out at, at Oracle Park or then AT&T Park. So I wasn't able to, to get out to the ballpark uh, when it was in my own backyard, but I did watch it on TV. I was locked in uh, for that matchup. But, man, I, you bring up Team Mexico. I know you were rooting for them. I was telling everyone here, like, they were like, oh, who's the top teams into the tournament? Because I was like the, the, the guru of the, MO, the, the World Baseball Classic here. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, the top teams are on paper, Japan and Dominican Republic. But I was telling everyone, don't sleep on Team Mexico, man. They got something brewing there, and they almost pulled it off, man. I was, I was rooting for Mexico. Uh, but then when, when Team Japan got in there, I was happy to have Otani against USA. It, was, it turned out phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. It couldn't have worked out any better. Uh, you know, that Mexico run, it was just it was just incredible for, for the country to, to have that as well. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the game is growing over there, and that, this is definitely going to help, I think, more and more kids over there. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just, you know, I felt, you know, you mentioned that they were kind of, you know, people were sleeping on them, but 
I mean, we always talk about pitching being a key to whatever, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. going to the playoffs and this is, you know, a tournament type thing like this. You look at the rotation, they had three, four guys who are legit, uh, you know, starting pitchers in this league, you know, Urias and Rikidi, uh, Taiwan Walker was in there. Patrick Sandoval was pitching well. So um, I think that's kind of, you know, teams are going to look at that for the next classic and be like, man, we got it. Like the USA, for example, you know, they're going to look at it and I know they made it to the final, but yeah. um, you know, they're going to be like, you know, maybe we could try to convince more of these pitchers to, to sign on for the next one. Cause we know we're going to have a stack lineup, but maybe a little bit better of a pitching staff this, uh, this time around. Yeah. And I love the storyline of uh, Randy or Rosarena. He was like the star within the game uh, <laughs> with that, yeah. with that. You never knew that someone could outshine uh, Shohei Otani on the baseball diamond, but uh, Randy Rosarena was, uh, was entertaining to watch. And just the story of, uh, of why he was representing team Mexico. It was just phenomenal, man. So I uh, love the WBC. I, I can't wait for it to get back. I mean, it does have that anticipation, I guess for, uh, for baseball fans anyway. Uh, it's sad that we have to wait three years to get the next one. So, um, but yeah, man, it's a great day. Baseball is back. 162. I know you're excited to take on uh, this, this, this season head on and you got Otani for opening night uh, baseball as a whole. I mean, I need, I need to ask you um, because I'm going to be heading out to, to the Coliseum. Uh, I'm going to be heading out to the Coliseum, go see Otani for the first time. I have never seen him in person. Uh, what should I expect Martin? Cause I know you've seen him uh, multiple times. What should I expect going into the Coliseum, getting to see Otani on the bump? Yeah, well, certainly, I mean, I think, first off, it's just kind of like a spectacle, you know, in, in its own thing. It's like, you know, when you go to a Warriors game and Stephen Curry's doing his pregame warm-ups and everybody's watching, that, that's what it is with, with Otani. He shows up and you'll see, uh, you know, the, the visiting dugout, uh, you know, Angels fans, Otani jerseys, um, a lot of Japanese fans who, who make the trip out here. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll crowd around that area and they'll, they'll, you know, be locked in, you know, once he comes out of that dugout and goes out for warm-ups. Uh, they go crazy for him, and it's it's just unlike anything really that I've seen uh, with a player around baseball. He's just he's just that popular, and obviously, I think without question, the face of of MLB right now, especially with what he did in the WBC. So, um, I think that's only going to be more amplified given that it's opening day. Uh, you know, everything that comes, surrounds that. Uh, so, it, it's kind of its own show. You know, it, it's it's its own show aside from the game. Then once the game starts. There's always an anticipation, uh, you know, whether he's pitching or just in the lineup. Yeah, I always kind of, I liken it to like, you know, me growing up watching Barry Bonds, and then you wanted mm-hmm. to see every every one of his at bats with Otani. It's like anytime he's on the mound, you want to see, you know, him pitching because you don't know, you know, he might strike out, you know, 15 guys or something. And when he comes up to the plate, you feel like he's got a chance to go deep every time. Um, he's he's that good of a hitter as well. So um, it's just it's we've never seen anything like it in in MLB and. Um, it's it's really cool, uh, you know. I obviously, you know, he's the most popular guy in baseball right now, and um, I think with opening day coming up, it, it's only amplified. And um, I think it's going to be on MLB Network, so there'll be more more eyes on it, uh, you know, than normal. And um, you know, the Coliseum will, will be will be uh, you know under the lights for for Shohei Otani, and um, you know, he's going to come out, and, and I'm sure he's going to try to uh, you know do his best on the mound, and, and um, we'll see if the agent can be up to the task for that. We're talking with Martin Gallegos of MLB.com, beat writer for the Oakland A's, and the A's are taking on Otani and the Los Angeles Angels opening night, and we're all here for it. Yeah, as, as you said, I mean, that's a great comp. Um, you know, Barry Bond stepped into the into the batter's box. Everyone stopped what they were doing. They were paying attention to every, every at-bat, but then you have Otani who – 
when he stepped into the into the batter's box, you have to pay attention. But when he's pitching, you have to pay attention. And now with uh with the ramped up speed of the game with the new rule changes, uh you better pay attention. You better put down your phone uh because you might miss something uh phenomenal on the mound or or in the batter's box. So uh really quick, Martin, I mean, since I brought up the the rule changes, what's your takeaway from the from the rule changes as you're covering it like a like a beat reporter? Um, in, in the spring, I mean, what's your initial thoughts on the on the rule changes for baseball? I, I personally love it, but I just want to know uh, where you stand on it. Yeah, I think overall, it's it's. I understand what you know what MLB is trying to do with it, and I think it, it does create uh, more excitement and and less dead time, which is I think what it, what was always kind of the main complaint, right? It was all oh, these games are taking too long. Um, now, even even if you get a game that's three hours, it feels like it's going by a lot quicker. Um, because the guys just getting the, the ball and throwing it, getting the ball and throwing it. You can't, you know, sit on the mound and, and think about what you want to do. You got to just get rid of it. And um, that was kind of the crazy thing was, was, you know, going to spring training and seeing those new rules in effect and then watching the WBC where it was still the old rules. And it's like, wow, this is, this is, that's when you kind of realize, you know, how much it's, it's, it's changing the game. And, um, you know, there's not a lot, a lot of, uh, like I said, dead time. And even for, for us as writers, I think it's a little bit of an adjustment because we're used to kind of, being able to be on our computer, you know, working on something and a guy's taking a little longer on the mound. That, that's not the case anymore. A guy's getting in and throwing it. So uh, that's a little bit of adjustment too. But uh, we did see, you know, as far as, you know, the other rules, like, stole, like uh, you know, the bigger bases, we're seeing a lot more stolen bases, which um, I think that's definitely going to be a, a bigger part uh, of baseball, which is fun. I mean, I, I love stolen bases. I think everybody loves stolen bases. Um, and so we're going to see maybe an emergence of, of a different type of star player um, you know, maybe guys who are faster, you know, those guys maybe haven't been as valued as much in recent years. Now those guys maybe come into the forefront a little bit more, get more of an opportunity. I know with the A specifically, they got a guy in Estoy Ruiz who's going to be their starting center fielder who stole 85 bases in the minors last year. And I think without question, um, these new rule changes, uh, you know, kind of affected his chance to make the roster. I think it certainly was a boost for him that, you know, he does have that speed in his back pocket. So I think overall, I think I, I like the new rules. I think it brings a lot more excitement. And, uh, you know, I, I never, you know, was like in like dying of, of games being too long. I mean, I love baseball. I don't care how long it takes, but it is nice that, you know, pitchers are, um, you know, getting the ball and going and not, you know, having to take so long out there on the mound. But it, I think it is going to be interesting, you know, when you get into like these late inning close game situations that matter, uh, especially as you get closer to the playoff race and stuff and, and pitchers are on the mound, it's late in the game. I think their just natural instinct is to kind of take a little bit longer. And I feel like sometimes they're going to forget, you know, just about the, the pitch clock being there. And, and we might see some drama with, with some called, called balls automatically. And we'll, we'll see when we get there. But for, for right now, I think um, it, it's good for the game. I think, I think it's, good, it's a good direction that they're heading into. Yeah, and how about uh, the, the umpires not reading the room with, uh, with the Romo uh, shenanigans? Not shenanigans, but, the, but, but you know, <laughs> they, they gave him two balls uh, when we we're trying to give him a send-off. I hope that doesn't happen during the regular season, like when, when Miggy steps in for the last time or, or you know, something, something along those lines. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I like the rule changes. I'm, uh, I'm all for it. You did bring up a guy, uh, Estuary Ruiz. I do want to get into some A's talk here. We've been spending all this time talking about Otani. Um, I want to get into some A's. I mean, Estuary Ruiz, you got some young guys uh, breaking camp. You got
got Ken Waldachuk, uh, Kyle, I think it's Mueller. Is that how you say his, his, his last name? Mueller? Is it Kyle uh, Mueller? Mueller. 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 Okay. So he, well, he's getting the nod for opening day. So you guys, uh, you have a lot of, of rookies that could have potential of winning AL Rookie of the Year. Who, who would you say out of, out of the young crop of guys that the A's are having would have the best chance uh, at, at getting that hardware? Yeah, you, you mentioned it. I mean, there's certainly a lot of candidates there. I think, um, you know, Stewie Ruiz, if he if he plays every day, which which we expect him to, especially now that mm-hmm. Christian Pache got traded, um, I think, um, you know, the potential is there. I, I think there's a real chance he could lead the league in stolen bases. I mean, he's that fast. It, it's just incredible. You know, we've seen him up close in spring training, and he hasn't. It, I don't think he's really uh, gone full speed yet, but but you see the speed there. I think he's kind of waiting for the regular season. They, they haven't really unleashed him too much. He did steal, like, I think six or seven bags in the Cactus League, but um, I think he's certainly going to be running a lot more uh, this season. The big thing is going to be, can he hit enough to get on base? But, um, you know, he did have a, a really good year at AAA last year, and, and they, they feel like, you know, they identified some things in his, his approach that um, are going to translate to the major league level. So we'll see about that. Um, but there's a lot of candidates there. Uh, you know, Mulder, you know, he's a guy who came over from the Braves as the number one prospect at the time of the Murphy trade. Um, Ken Waldachuk got some some time last year in the big leagues, and mm-hmm. he's a guy who they expect big things out of as well. Um, and they could have a couple of their top prospects coming up throughout the season as well. Tyler Soderstrom was ranked in the top 100 prospects in baseball. He was uh, in Major League camp almost until the end. I mean, he, he got sent down maybe one week before the final round of cuts, and um, he's going to start the year at AAA, and his bat is major league ready. It's just basically, is he going to be a catcher? Or is he going to be a first baseman? I think that's kind of what he's going to sort out here at AAA. But uh, if he gets off to a to a hot start there, um, I think there's no no question. Him and Zach Gellos, the number three prospect, are going to come up um, at some point this year. So it's kind of a you know a real youth movement that's that's starting to begin this year. And there's a little more optimism than there was last year, just because a lot of these guys who they've been you know uh, developing throughout their system, whether it was to trade or, or, or draft. Um, they're starting to get closer. They're, they're up in the upper levels, double AA, A, triple A, and uh, they're getting close to the big leagues. So there's a real sense that this year is going to be a, a big step forward in the rebuilding process. And, you know, not necessarily, you know, if a playoff contending team, but a, a team, you know, the inches may be closer to 500, you get your top prospects up towards the end of the season. And then you go into 2024 full go, like we're, we're ready to compete again. That, that's kind of the feel that, that they have uh, going into 2023. Wrapping up here with Martin Gallegos of MLB.com, covers the Oakland Athletics. Now, I got to ask you because one of our uh, favorite guys out here in the Bay Area is back in Major League Baseball. He's coaching for the Rangers. Bruce Bochy is back in the game. Uh, The Rangers have been making moves, man. Uh, Over the last couple of years, they added uh, Jacob deGrom, um, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager last season. I mean, where do you see the Rangers moving forward? Like, how how far are they from making an appearance in the postseason? And is it possibly that they can get that done this year? I think it's definitely possible. Um, you know, they, like you mentioned, they've spent a ton of money the past two off seasons. Um, last year didn't really go exactly how they planned it out, and obviously, you know, that led to kind of the the change in, in management with with not only Boach, but I think getting a new GM as well. So, um, you know, they're they're kind of restructuring things over there, but. I mean, you look at the roster and, and on paper, I mean, adding DeGrom, you know, we never know with his health how many starts he's going to make over a season, but that's a bona fide ace right there. Um, then you got Nathan, Nate Ivaldi as well. I think they had Andrew Heaney as well. So their pitching is revamped, which has kind of been always a question mark. Do they have enough pitching to make it? Um, and and they've, they've addressed that need. 
Um, and if those guys can stay healthy, um, they got a really good chance. Obviously, you know, it's a tough division. The Astros are always going to be there. Uh, the Mariners made the playoffs last year, and there they seem to be a young team on the rise. But the Rangers, you know, they, they didn't make all these moves to finish third place. They're, they're planning to, you know, make the playoffs. And I think, you know, the Bochy move is, is I think, something that we're going to see, you know, just how much, you know, we always talk about managers kind of maybe falling back a little bit in terms of importance, but but we'll see um, if they could take a step forward. I think, you know, Bruce Bochy could be a big part of that. I mean, he's we saw what he did with the Giants for, you know, those, that decade year and um you know it took a couple years off he's back now and um he seems to be you know still even though he's a little bit on the older side still well respected by by everybody on on that team and i know mark kotze a's manager really loves him and i'm um, excited to be you know coaching against him uh, again or you know he used to play for him now to get to coach against him so um you know they're they're making moves with the with the with the feeling that they they can you know definitely make a playoff run and um again like you said on paper um, they got a really good squad. Their lineup is is deep. It's always been deep, but now they seem to have added some pitching. Um, so um, they're going into the season thinking that they have a really good chance to make the playoffs for sure. Well, Martin, thank you so much for taking the time to join me and uh, breaking down Otani. And hey, may, you think Otani might end up in uh, in Seattle? You talk about the Mariners. You think you think that might that might be a thing, or or am I just am I just reaching in uh, reaching too far? I don't know. I mean, that's that's the thing everybody's going to be looking at, right? Yeah, I mean, who, who who wouldn't want him, right? But but it, it, it sounds like he's going to want to stay somewhere in the West Coast. So, yeah. Um, you know, maybe the Giants make a push for him. I don't I don't know, but we'll see. I think uh, I think the Angels are, are desperate to you know make a playoff run this year. I mean, they've made some moves as well. So, um, you know, maybe if they make the playoffs, maybe maybe he decides to stick around a little bit longer. But I mean, that's that's going to be a, a show in itself. Just you know, seeing the teams lining up, offering them you know, half a billion dollars. That's going to be nuts. So that's going to be interesting. Hey, Martin, uh, don't, don't tease me with Otani coming into the Giants, man. I, <laughs> I, I would love for that to happen, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens with that. But Martin, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join me on the podcast, man. I always appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch you at the Coliseum, man. All right. Sounds good, Walter. See you there. All right, and there you have it, folks. Martin Gallegos. Go ahead and give him a follow at Martin J. Gallegos on Twitter to get all of your A's needs and your Shohei Otani updates for opening night. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of the podcast. I sure did. It was a lot of fun and happy opening day to everyone. The best day of the year. That is until we get to the postseason, but that's a that's a couple months down the road. We're going to have to settle for the spectacle of Shohei Otani on opening night at the Coliseum in Oakland. By the way, get out to a ballpark near you, wherever you are. The closest ballpark you can get to, double A, single A, triple A, major leagues, whatever it is, get out to some baseball. It is that time of year. Baseball, 365, 24-7. I'll make it make sense (laughs) for the next couple of months. You guys have a good one. Be safe. Get out to the Coliseum. I'll be out there. Martin Gallegos will be out there. Shohei Otani will be out there. Maybe he'll run into one of us. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. Happy opening day. Happy opening week. And I'll talk to you next time.